Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Andy Spiteri, back from a uh, hiatus and joined by my pal, Allison Aletha. How was, uh, how was the show last week, Al? How you been? It's been a long time. I've been okay. I just got over being sick. I had a, I had the cold. Thankfully, no COVID or flu or nothing. So if I get a little like nasally or whatever, I apologize in advance. The show last week was fun. We talked about Super Nintendo World. However, I'm so glad you're back because uh, I suck <laughs> at the intro and the outro. I I just am not. Pro- I like. Come I on. can't do it. You've done it for 250 plus episodes. So yeah, it's yeah. Like- it, it takes a little <laughs> bit of practice to get into. I I do have to admit, I was I was kind of smiling to myself listening to the outro because you had said like, "Oh boy, Andy." I was just like, like <laughs> I, was, I was like, Andy's gonna give me shit for this. It's so bad. No, it was it was fine. It was fine. It uh, you know it. <laughs> It takes it takes a little bit to get. I mean, listen, like you have to really plug and be good at plugging and be plug a lot to get that that comfort level with with mm-hmm. all of your plugging because there's a lot of different things to plug, right? Yeah, and you didn't hear. I didn't. I I trimmed it so you didn't hear my flub in the like. My, <laughs> I had a blooper where I called us the Champions Cast for a hot second, so I was like, oh no, <laughs> and I had to start. You know over. what? That's a great segue because I wanna I wanna do some plugging of my own. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was just plugging it on. Uh, I was just plugging it on the Twitch chat, which, by the way, you can watch us every week over on Twitch.tv forward slash ZeldaCast. Um, so if you are watching us, I'm wearing a schnazzy new Omega Metroid shirt that I designed with like an actual Omega Metroid on it, but um, and which is available at the Omega Metroid merch store. But I also threw up some ZeldaCast stuff on the Omega Metroid merch store as well. So nice. you can go and grab a. A Zelda cast shirt, but it's in like the classic Champions cast color. So it's got like the blue, the brown. Made me feel very nostalgic putting that up there. I also threw up some old Moblin Club shirts from the marathons of years past. Uh, so there, there's Omega Metroid socks up there, which is a whole odyssey to get right. But you know, all that stuff is there. So if you are looking for uh, for a, a retro Zelda cast shirt, Omega Metroid merch store, check it out. We're over on Etsy. That- the Moblin Club stuff is pretty cool too. I have two. I love that you did a different design like each year. So I have two different designs mm. of two different Moblin Clubs. I have the sweatshirts. So yeah, yeah. those are fun. I, I I put like the OG up there, but uh, you know, hey, I if like anyone, I like the one with the blue. Like, did it have blue flames or something on it? No, that was the Spiteri three sixteen shirt. Which okay. I, maybe that I like could that make one. a comeback. I don't know. 
Yeah. That's in the... It's in the Zelda Dungeon merch shop archive somewhere. We've got... I was talking to Moss about this. There's some weird thing where, like, after X amount of time, the, the merch comes off or something like that. So, oh, weird. Uh, yeah, because I, I went to go browse, actually, and then uh, when when we gave away a t-shirt, actually, for hitting 500 followers on Twitter, and mm. there was, like, nothing there, and I was like, what's going on here? So, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head who won that, but that's the reason it took so long to get to you, my friend. So, hopefully, you've you've got your free Zelda Cash shirt. Um Anyways, I'm uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. We had uh, an explosive week of content last week. Unfortunately, it just wasn't Zelda content; it was Metroid content. So I'm really oh. I got a lot of stuff to talk about on Omega Metroid. But uh, I am happy that uh, in the last couple weeks, last two weeks, I guess specifically, we've seen a large, large, large uprise in the amount of people who are finally realizing, finally acknowledging that the legend of zelda the minish cap is not only a great handheld zelda game but one of the great zelda games of all time so we are going to be talking about that today and i i even dare say like our conversation about minish cap might not end today but we're going to do a retrospective on it just kind of go loosely we'll we'll kind of talk about some of the different uh, aspects of the game um i so maybe we should set the stage here a little bit. So I, I've kind of been on Team Minish Cap for a long time, and this was the the game that had eluded you probably the longest of any Zelda game, hey? Yeah, I want to say I hadn't pl- like actively played it all yeah. the way through in like 10 to 12 years. So it's been a long time. Um, which, like I, so I play it a couple times every year, but I also have to admit that when I play it, it's usually... I, like, I don't want to say speedrun, because, uh, you know, I ain't no speedrunner, but it's usually a focused run. How about, let's call it that, where, like, you yeah. kind of start off and you're you're trying to beat it in a timely fashion. So there isn't a lot of time for, like, exploration or, um, you know, finding kinstone, stuff like that. So I did actually pick it up uh, after the direct uh, was over, and I started playing Minish Cap, and I've... I've got myself to. Uh, I just beat the cave, the cave of Flamos, actually. Cave of Flamos. And uh, and I've been taking my time and just kind of doing some side stuff and, and extras or whatever. But I haven't made it like too 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 far into my playthrough yet, which is why I feel like we're going to be talking about it um, again at a later date. But what a what an absolutely charming charming game. Say that I would say that's like the common word used for Minish Cap is mm-hmm. charming. Because that's what it is. It's, like, so sweet and so, like, unoffensive. That's another word that you've been using a lot lately for other things. It's just, like, it's such a sweet, charming, unoffensive game. And, like, I have feelings about it and, like, some negatives, mostly positive. But, like, overall, it was, like, it was such a fun, casual, like, cozy game to play. Yeah, there's there's definitely negatives about it for sure that that yeah. I think we can acknowledge. So I thought maybe Al, we're not going to score or rank anything like that, but I thought maybe we could just follow like the similar definitive ranking criteria and just kind of talk about Minish okay. Cap for in depth or in as much as we want. I was even thinking I don't know if we should save dungeons for another day or if we should, you know, try and milk we that could. for another episode. We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll let's... see what uh, <laughs> what we're at when we get to that. But I okay. mean, I actually I'm going to go a little bit out of order here because I want to start with the art style, which I feel like you could go art style slash personality with this game. Because I yes. feel like this was the first... I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But I feel like this was the first 2D Zelda game that really had personality beyond maybe the original NES game. And, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying that it's the first good 2D Zelda. I'm certainly not saying that. But what I mean by that is, like, I feel like... In my opinion, uh, people are throwing up listening to this, I can tell. But, like, I, I just feel like Zelda 2, A Link to the Past, the the Oracles, Link's Awakening, they all look very similar. I guess Zelda 2 doesn't look similar to those games. But, like, the, the, especially, like, the top-down Zelda games, like, they all look similar. They play similar. Like, they're, they're very, like indistinguishable from a just a pure visual level in a lot of ways um and and again i i love those games and i love the look of all those games but i do think where minish cap really excels is it's just like it's so much brighter like the it, it 
like the sprites have a little bit more going on. There's a little bit more shape to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you see like the sprites in like Link to the Past or Oracles, it's like the same basic sprite with like slight variation to it. This game, like I think all the, all the NPC sprites pop. I think like all the enemy sprites are really unique. It, it really is kind of like a melding of, of 2D and 3D in a very, in a very nice way. And it's a real shame that like it really, there hasn't been a game since, I guess maybe Link's, Link's Awakening 2019, but there hasn't been a game since that's kind of really nailed that like aesthetic to me that the way that Minish Cap has. And I think that that in and of itself, even if Minish Cap was a bad game, which it's not, but I think that that like really would have set it apart and giving it like a, a, a personality and charm unto itself. So I, I think that's like a super big, important part of this game for, for me. Yeah, I can understand that. I think, I feel like A Link to the Past uh, was kind of the first game, the first, I guess, 2D, top-down, uh, whatever style of game that, yeah. that had, like, the pop figure, the or factor, I should say, and, like, did start to show personality to the Zelda series. But I think that Minish Cap took that and then took it to another level. I think the art style is very sweet. It's very, mm -hmm. uh, like, vibrant, like you said, colorful, and really makes you pay attention to different characters and enemies. Um, I feel like, at least with The Link to the Past, you, you pay attention to the enemies, but maybe not like the NPCs very much, whereas Minish Cap, you definitely do. Um, and that's more incorporated with the like the rest of the like the game that we'll talk about, uh, like mm -hmm. gameplay, etc. Um, but definitely the art style gave a lot of personality to that game. And um, I want to say that a lot of it, too, was... I want to say the majority of Minish Cap, not just the art style, was them taking a lot of the past games and like taking the best of them and using them yes. in Minish Cap. Yes, hundred percent. So, yeah. Um. So I, I guess I would say what like about Link to the Past, like yes, that did that did kind of create a new like that's certainly what the oracles are based off of. Link's Awakening is based off of. I guess like the thing that I'm trying to say about a Link to the Past and why Minish Cap speaks to me a little bit more is I always kind of felt. A Link to the Past was a bit formal, a bit, uh, okay. I, I don't know, stuffy almost in the way that it presented its world and characters. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I love the, the brightness, the, the vibrantness, the, the charmingness. Like, I feel like there's so much whimsy and, and magic in the Minish Cap. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not necessarily fair because, like, it's, it's on a... It's on a more powerful console than the Oracles or Link's Awakening ever was, but I, I do really think that that personality just, like, really, really helps it stand apart, and um, that kind of bleeds into a lot of other areas, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It really, it really like, does stand kind of unique in a unique spot and, and meant to meld together all the, like, the best elements of other games. It actually almost reminds me of, like, Four Swords Adventures in the way that, like, that game kind of does, mm -hmm. like, 2D, 3D in a very aesthetically pleasing way i think yeah so yeah i think uh i think that that's like such a underrated but important part of of like the minish cap and then um i guess the, the other thing that i've always appreciated about minish cap is it kind of adheres to what i would call like less is more you know what i mean like i think both in terms of the dungeons, which we can either save to or, or do later, but also in terms of like the world, like I, I feel like again, it's just like less is more. Like the world is no bigger than it needs to be. Everything's compact. Everything has a reason. Everything is just like there, but it still feels extremely fun, and it feels like there's like a world within a world as well because of all like the Minish stuff. So I, I really appreciate that about like the setting of Minish Cap as well, where it is. It's, it's like a focused, tight adventure, which I, I really like. I agree with that. I really appreciated that the map was not, like, overwhelming. Um, it definitely had, like, all its special areas, especially in relation to the dungeons. But, like, for example, like, if you're just playing it casually and you're going around and getting all the kinstones and stuff, it like, yes, the kinstones are overwhelming, but the world helped it not be so, like, just exag like exaggerated because mm -hmm. you could be like, okay, maybe I need to go back. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to get any of the names right for any of these places, but maybe you can go back to, like, the mountain or the Minish Woods and be like, I need to double check that I've talked to everybody to see if I have... Uh, you know, fuse kinstones with everybody because that was something that I did a lot. And if the world right. had been bigger, 
I think that would have made it like a lot more stressful of a thing than it's a very tedious thing the kinstones even though I like it and I'll say more about that later but I think it would have made it like just a lot more stressful if the world was bigger yes especially because as we'll talk about later like there's no real great way to keep track to track right yeah so like imagine imagine like breath of the wild with no way to track your with side quest stones. status like that would be a nightmare so i do appreciate how like you know how just focused and compact and just mm -hmm. uh to the point the the overworld is which i guess kind of bleeds into like the pacing and progression too like i feel like maybe it's because i i play this game like a lot um but i i do really feel like like, this game starts off hot, you know, you get you get going into the action, like, right away. You get into the first dungeon, like, right away. There's a really, like, after that, there's a really fun segment where you have to climb this mountain. And, like, you get new mm -hmm. items, and then you, you can finally make it up there. And you're also getting introduced to, like, the minish mechanics and stuff like that, um, which is great. And so you do that. And, like, I feel like just after every... Like, there's always, like, something cool and fun going on. Like, you know, you have you have the Caster Wilds part after that where you have to navigate the swamp. And then you're in the third dungeon. And then it's, like, this this really fun, weird side quest where, like, you have to gather these three library books. Which kind of sounds tedious, but, like, it takes you all around the world. And, like, you just get to meet, like, a bunch of NPCs and stuff like that. And I think it's really fun. And it's just, like, it's all this kind of stuff that, like segments you and always propels you forward but like you can you can branch off whenever you want but i i think the pacing is just like masterful in this game actually like i to me there's never a moment where you're just like what am i supposed to do or like oh my god this is a, a an absolute drag like even the even the part that i would argue maybe drags on a little bit which could be cloud tops is still fairly like quick like it, it in the grand scheme of things it's not going to take you like that long to do i i would i would say that that maybe can be a pain if you have to like if you miss one and you have to go back and find like the golden kinstone but yeah even that like i i feel like it's it's really like if that's the worst part it's just like okay i can deal with that yeah, I would say uh, pacing isn't uh, isn't too bad. It's like it's adequate. Like uh, I don't know the word I'm trying to think, but it's like it's average to me. It's fine. Um, there were some things that I felt like kind of disjointed the adventure, but like at the same time, I was like, this is kind of unique. I kind of like that they did that, but at the same time, I was like, for example, the, in the third dungeon, or this was it the third one, the one in the swamp. Um, Maybe that's the second one. I yeah, don't you're, you're on the way to the third dungeon. You're so near the Caster Wilds. Yeah. You're on the way to the Fortress of Winds. So Fortress of Winds, you beat it, and you don't actually get, like, the, the gem thing that you're trying to get. It's not there. And That I, is true. I, I was like, I was like, okay, that's unique, but also I'm really annoyed because I just did this whole dungeon, and I didn't get the thing that I came here for. But you so, did get an ocarina, which lets you zip zap around. Right, and I get that. So, like, there were some of those things that kind of, like, uh like disrupted my my feeling of pacing so i didn't really care for some of that but otherwise like the pacing of the overarching like the whole game as a whole uh is pretty good and i could see why people can i, I don't even know how how fast Locke or uh, uh others are able to beat this like four and a half hours i can see no how no no, no. Like... much faster than that. i think they're really? at they're at like three and a half hours now like i i oh beat this game God. in four and a half hours Okay, they're well, they're still, professionals. For a more casual player, you know, not, that's not a speedrunner. I can see how this game could be done quickly if you're, you know, not doing it more casually and doing all the kinstones and stuff. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that there are only so many dungeons. I love dungeons, but I love dungeons when they're done right. Yes. And, and like you said, less is more, you know, yeah. with the now, Oracle games. Let, let's talk about that, actually. Let's talk about okay. that. We don't have to talk about the dungeons specifically, but like, right. man... Like you were about to say about the Oracle games, and I completely there's too many agree. There's too many. Yeah. I would argue that there's too many dungeons in a Link to the Past, and I would. Yeah. I don't think I would make that argument about Link's Awakening because there's only eight or nine, depending on which version you're playing. Eight or nine. <laughs> but like, those dungeons do like they they could have if Eagle's Tower and Turtle Rock would have been so strong, they could have definitely veered towards like feeling very similar and very samey right like yeah. whereas like and again it, it's kind of like uh, an advantage that minish cap has because it's on the game boy advance and it would you know we can get a little bit further with our technology but like those those dungeons are very similar in that like you basically enter room 
do whatever, go on into the next room. And it's like a very tile by tile by tile process. Whereas like in Minish Cap, the dungeons are a lot more like it scales with you. The rooms are not just like simple boxes. It's not based yeah. on a grid. There's there's a lot going on. And like, so each dungeon kind of has like this really unique property to it that feels like it could be a 3D dungeon. But then, yeah, so like they don't, they don't like make you do eight of them. Like, I think the game would have been far worse if there was like eight dungeons versus yeah. the the six that are in here, right? And And I would even argue that like, the Palace of Winds is too long of a dungeon. It is. I agree. Yes. Um, Which maybe goes back. That even, might be the second pacing issue in this game because it's so long. Even well, Ezlo is like, how long is this place going to take? Like, <laughs> it's it's a, it's the only dungeon in the series I can think of that has two boskies. Yeah. I can't think of another one that does. But like, so it's, it's they, they certainly make up for having a smaller amount of dungeons. But even then, I would have been fine if it was like cut in half and like that would have just been like the dungeon. So like... Again, like less is definitely more, and I feel like Minish Cap gets that. And like that, this this approach certainly isn't for for every player. For a lot of players, like more dungeons is is more, and, and which is fine. Um, but I think, like I've said this a lot in, in when talking about the Minish Cap, like I just think like I'm I'm at a place like with my with my life where like I I have lots of things going on. So like I want like a, a short focused awesome dungeon i would prefer that over like a game with a bunch of like so-so dungeons that are kind of okay like mm -hmm. like this game would not have been better off if like the face shrine was in this game you know what i mean right no i totally agree because like i like like i mentioned the oracle games they have too many dungeons and some of them stand out but most of them start to bleed together and look the same and not feel as individualized um yeah. by their puzzles and elements and bosses etc but I feel like Minish Cap does it well, where they are individualized. There's not a lot of them. I probably would have preferred not to have the, what is it, the Fortress of Winds, because it kind of feels like it's useless at that point. Awesome dungeon. Like, Great dungeon. <laughs> it was a fun dungeon, but I like I was just like, ah, oh, that's so annoying. Now I have to go do another dungeon to get the same item that I was trying to get here. So I just felt a little frustrated by that. But overall like it doesn't have a lot of dungeons and the dungeons are either great or you know they're fine enough that i'm like i don't feel like this is too much of a chore except maybe the palace of winds was a little bit of a chore that was a long dungeon yes yeah. es especially if you are playing it like i play it at the marathon where like you don't really have time to go get all like the upgrades from swift blade those dark nuts yeah, without yeah. anything Ugh. yeah I, I did find that the because I do remember watching people at the marathon struggle with the dark nuts, but since I had like that massive yeah. spin attack, I was like, this is easy, you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like playing Twilight Princess. Like the dark nuts of Twilight yeah. Princess, if you have all the hidden skills, are no problem. But like right. without any of that, it's just kind of it's a little bit dicey sometimes. Yep. And I and I feel like that applies to Minish Cap, especially because there there's like rooms where you're fighting two of them at the same time, and mm -hmm. it's like. You also probably only have like ten bombs if you're doing it that fast as well, so it's kind of like oh oh Whoa. I didn't know you could use bombs on them I never did so that's that's one of my go tos is you throw a bomb at it it'll stun the dark knight and you can pew, 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 slash it while while he's all you know how does stunned. that go uh, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the story of this game what are your thoughts I've I've went first what are your thoughts on the story of this game um, I would say it's not the best. Like, it, there's, there's, there's a structure there for a story, but they didn't, like, deep dive. They didn't, like, really get into it. It wasn't very deep. It was a very, like, mellow, adequate story. I, like, I was excited for Vati, but I feel like Vati is a very, like, not very dimensional villain. I feel like he has the potential to be, but all you really know about him is... He had some darkness in him. He grabbed the cap, turned himself evil, and wanted the the light force from Zelda. And that's like all I got from him, other than like, right. other than nothing. Actually, they don't explain much about him. So, <laughs> and the same with Ezlo. You don't get a lot about him either, except that he's kind of uppity and he bosses Link around. And but you don't get much of his past with Vati either. Um, I think that Zelda was very cute, and that, and I thought it was cute that her and Link grew up together and went to school together, just like in Skyward Sword, which is something that I love. And um, but again, you don't get a lot of her either, except that Not she really. was friends with Link, and then she's turned to stone, and that's like 
one of the second or third times she's turned to stone in the series. And <laughs> and then um, when she is reawakened, she has the life force and she can use it. So again, it's like it's like an okay story, but I feel like the elements that um, I want to say like is it Castle Town or Hyrule Town? Hyrule or what, Town. What? Hyrule Town. Hyrule Town is the life of this game. Yeah. It's the life of the game. And I feel like they tried to take what they did in Majora's Mask and put it into this game. And they did okay, considering, like, what room, what technology they had to do with it. That was the life of the game versus, like, the story. Yeah, I don't really disagree with anything that you just laid out. There certainly was, like, potential to have, like, more in in this game i guess i would say like i i think the story is as good if not better than like a link to the past or certainly oracle of i mean uh, that's fair yes yeah uh for again for the technology for the medium that they were using but i feel like they had the potential to do more and they could have yeah yeah, i think that's fair i think that's fair um probably like, I guess you can, like, I guess I was about to say better than Link's Awakening, but I actually don't know that I could agree with that, because I think that Link's Awakening has a very cool story, but it's kind of like a cool meta story, almost, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe not what exactly what they intended, but I, I, like, I, to me, I always loved, again, kind of like the less is more approach of this game, specifically, um, and maybe that's just, I don't know, just because I like the game so much that I'm just willing to let some stuff slide. But I like I think Vadi is really cool, but I do wish that they would have showed a little bit more of him or a little bit more of like his his backstory with Ezlo. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I think there's meat on that bone. I, I do I, too. I, do. I agree. Which is which is too bad because I I don't really ever think that they will remake <laughs> Minish Cap, nor should they. I don't think it needs one. Mm-hmm. Um No. But uh, you know, that that would have been cool to see. I don't know how likely it is that Vadi is ever coming back. So I guess we'll see. I, I mean, I feel like he has the potential to come back and be amazing. Like, yeah, Vadi could be better. Like, well, I think Vadi, like, not just could, but if they brought him back, would be better than a character like uh, Aster. You know? Wow. Okay. Like, and anything could be better than Aster. Like, why, why are we using a character like Aster when you could be using a character like Vati? Even Vati in the Hyrule Warriors, even though he was just the eyeball wizard, was was interest interesting compared to like somebody like aster so like i feel like there's so much potential in this villain they just need to use him somewhere every time you say aster's name i forget about him and then i'm reminded <laughs> about how god awful that was so he upsetting was. he like again he well i don't feel like he had as much potential as vati but he had potential to be something and then he just wasn't he had a ton of potential this guy could have been awesome he could have been like he could have created the malice or, or broken the seal or something. But anyways, that's neither know. here nor like, there. Yeah. Um, I will say that I do love the, well, I agree with you about like, about like the characterization stuff. I just think Vadi's like really cool. So like that, he that kind of helps yep. him along and it makes it a little bit like I, less, you know what I mean? I like that they kind of recycled the happy mask salesman's laugh and used it for Vati. I yeah. kind of like that. Kind of, kind of fits a little bit. Um, yeah. That being said, so I, I think that the the general story is like fairly simple, but I do love I do love kind of the I hate using this word, but like the lore almost of like the the Minish okay. and like the creating mm-hmm. of the four sword and stuff. It was just kind of cool to see like uh, a really fabled sword that's not like the master sword that leads you, that gives you all these different abilities and stuff like that. And I do like how that kind of ties into to like four swords adventures and four swords because like i i feel like those games could have been like a one and done gimmick especially after they didn't do very well but right. like in four swords on the on the game boy specifically um or on the game boy advance with link to the past and so i kind of appreciate that they were like no no let, let's like elaborate on this concept instead of just kind of making it like a one and done gimmick that was you know the side bonus game for a link to the past so i thought that that was cool and i do think like all like the characters are very charming they're they don't add to the story but like they're it's just charming to have them yeah um just a quick question because you made me think of something do you think that four swords will eventually come to the to nso because the game boy is now on nso i don't think, do you so. think that one would be the, that'll be one of their later releases no i, I don't think so because i like mm-hmm. i don't know how you do it like I, I i don't know because it's like it's not like a full game like you have to right. like link to the past is already on nso 
I don't. I'm sure they would import that version of Link to the Past to the Game Boy Advance NSO, and I don't know that they would do. I, what I could see maybe is Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Maybe mm-hmm. that that could be a thing. But then again, like like how do you play that? Like I actually I haven't tested it, but like I was playing um, NSO and I was playing like the Game Boy one, like the OG Game Boy, and I was playing Tetris. And I was like, nice. Do, 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 do. And so I was like, <laughs> I went down to two player and I was like, oh, Sam, you should play with me. And two player isn't an option. So I, I, someone could fact check me on this, but I don't know if multiplayer is supported with NSO Game Boy Advance Game or Boy. not. I know it is for N64. So uh, long and short of it, they should bring it over. They absolutely should, but I don't think that they will. Okay. Which is too bad. Um, okay. Returning back to, uh, let's go back to lore a little bit because. I busted out my Hyrule uh, Historia and my encyclopedia for this game because I was reading, like, I know where it was in the timeline and I know not everybody, you know, puts stock in the timeline and I like the timeline, but it's like, you know, sometimes, especially with this game, you're just kind of like, what? And so then I I read that passage from Nintendo that I talked about a couple weeks ago where they basically said, this is how we see it right now. This could be wrong. And they basically are saying, like... if you want to accept this, you can. If you don't, whatever. They don't care that much. But anyways, I busted it out because I remembered that it was like more of a prequel game that came that was like after Skyward mm-hmm. Sword. So I was I was looking at it and I was like, I really kind of feel like it it isn't, but only because of how much they pull from the other games. So like you've got you've got Din, Nehru, and Feora in there, but they would be descendants. Oh no, they would be the ancestors of the Oracle games rather than descendants when but i'm pretty sure in the game like when you get the figurine it says that they're the descendants and the ancestors were from the oracle games at least that's what it implied so i'm like i think i think saying that this is a prequel game is kind of mixing people's brains a little bit it makes sense like how link got his cap how the light source used to be called lights like light force versus drive force um stuff like that kind of makes sense for it to be a prequel but it just doesn't feel like one when you're playing it. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I don't really like looking at Zelda games as, like, it's a prequel, sequel. Like, I, I don't look at a Zelda game and think, like, how does this fit into, like, the other Zelda games and stuff like that. Um, I guess if you look at it from that perspective, like, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, like, what's what's Talon and Malin doing here? Like, what's, uh, you know, like, it, it doesn't really make like, sense. Like, Zil, Zil, the, the booger kid was there. But, like... If if you if you connect it into the timeline like I wanted to, that would be Zill's ancestor, not 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 descendant. It was weird. <laughs> there there is like a bunch of stuff about this game that could be weird if you look at it from that perspective. I I will give you that. Uh, I I've yeah. never really looked at it like too too too, too closely like that, but uh, I I see what you're saying. And this is like according to the timeline, this is the second Zelda game, right? Yes, I believe so. Of course, I'm going to second guess my whole life because now I'm. I'm pretty sure correctly. it is because I think it. It's I like think Skyward that it was Sword. Skyward Sword, and then Minish Cap, and then that's where you get like kind of eyeball Vadi from is the. And like Minish Cap also talks about Sky People, but they're ta- they're calling the Pakori Sky People, so they're calling the little short people, the little tiny people, the Sky People, even though we know the sky people at skyloft if if it really fits into the timeline like that so it's just maybe, odd maybe those people were small in skyloft maybe you'd never know like well if the world if all their dwellings were also small you'd never know well you never i can't keep Can you, track look of at that we are people. we're cracking the code here on on the zelda cast on this you know what Sunday. there's so many sky people you got skyloft you got pakori you got the oh, whoever the is ugly in tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom yeah. I don't even know. Uh, by the way, we I wish I wish we would have recorded yesterday because if we were recording yesterday, we could have said that we are sixty nine days away from Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, we're sixty eight <laughs> days today, so that's oh, better. Okay, not nice. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about. We can spend like a second talking about the uh, the gameplay because I do think that like while I love that Minish Cap has its own personality and its own like vibrancy and stuff like that. It does take what works from the other games, right? Like, I feel like this is, this is like the Twilight Princess to Ocarina of Time gameplay. Like, it's it's a, it's an advancement, but it's like clearly building on what had 
happened before, which I mm-hmm. feel like is fine. I feel like that's that's incredible. Like that's that's great. So yeah, I don't. I really is... don't have much to say here, other than like I do love the gimmick of. Uh, you know, again, even the gimmick is kind of like taking what really worked in Link to the Past or even Oracle of Ages and flipping it on, a, not, not not even flipping it on its head necessarily, but presenting a different kind of dual world. So I, I think that that is, again, like awesome. Um, the only thing I would say is that there aren't a lot of times where you shrink down as a minish and what you do kind of informs the larger world around you. They could have done that more. Yeah, because we do that in a lot of the other games, especially going back in the past and whatnot, or in the dark world and vice versa. Um, uh, So yeah, I would agree that when you shrink down and do stuff as a Pecori, there isn't a lot of relation to what what would happen in the larger world. Yeah. But it it is cute that it's like a dual world. You kind of get to see. I love like uh, the the, um, Minish Village. I don't know if that's what it's called, but um, where they're like living in a shoe. (laughs) It's so cute. Or even in the houses in um, in Hyrule Town, you got, like, the Picori, they're living in the walls, Minishin living in the walls, and they got, like, a, uh, a knight from a chess set, like, in their room or a thimble as a cup or something. I don't know. It's just, like, cute what they have um, working mm. for them as decorations and how they, like, build their little homes. Or even the bar, like, above the bar is the Minish yeah. bar. They have it up in the rafters. Like, I think that's adorable and really clever and charming charming Um, like it's just like that quest i was talking about like you have to get the library books back so like you can climb the ladders that are on the library books to get to like the mini shell it's just very or like you know what is the absolute most charming thing in this whole game is how you can like go up when you're a minish and talk to animals and you could talk to the dogs and they're all happy to see you and the cats are just like i'm trying to slash (laughs) you like there's that one like uh like riddle or whatever where it's like you have to cross the the fabled path past the predators when you're getting like oh the swim yeah, gear. yeah yeah i i love that like it never gets old for me so yeah i never actually solved that riddle i just happened upon the place and i was like oh power bracelets that's what that one guy was telling me to get <laughs> yeah he had a riddle for it um, um so yeah that, like I, as far as gameplay like does gameplay uh, is combat a separate section i can't remember no you can lump combat in there Okay, I would say that combat is pretty, like, standard for Zelda, but I did appreciate that, like, the skills. I, like, I always like going to get skills. The one skill that always bothers me, though, is breaking pots. I feel like that should just be a standard set base thing that you could do from the start. I can't stand it when you need help to either lift a pot in the (laughs) Zelda game or break a pot. I think that's so stupid. They're pots. I agree. The the power bracelet is, is the worst item in Zelda, I think. Like honestly, it depends, which which like, thankfully doesn't show up in this game, but the pa- it, doesn't the power bracelet show up in the Minish Cap? I'm, so I'm that you can push like bookshelves now. and stuff so, as a Minish. Yes, you you okay? Yes, it does. But like the standard, I'm thinking like you know the power bracelet that kind of looks like a croissant in in Link's Awakening and uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like that that doesn't show up. Like you could just push pots in this game. Like I can accept that you might need a power bra- bracelet to push like a full-size bookcase when you're a minish that doesn't bother me so much but i i do absolutely hate like that item in link's awakening and you get it twice i get what you mean yes i get what you mean i i like the power bracelets and stuff like uh wind waker when you're like lifting these giant face boulders above your head and you're like yeah yeah you know like that's cute the gauntlets in ocarina of time like those are also okay because you're lifting like mountains but i ah god i i hate having i agree i hate having anything having to do with like pots because it's like how big are these pots? Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would agree with you there. Let's uh, okay. let's move on and let's talk about the items of this game. And I'm going to tell you another thing that I I love that this game does. So there's a lot of standard items in this game, but for the most part, they do not boggle you down with those items in the dungeons. When you go to a dungeon, you get like a cool, unique dungeon items so like you just get your bow at a regular place you get your pegasus boots at a regular place you get like oh yeah you get your shield at a regular like all those kind of items that you figure you're gonna get bombs those are just like you just get them when you go to the dungeons overworld items yeah it's like all right i got a gust jar what is this thing like i got the cane of uh, i don't even know panacea or whatever the heck it's called uh (laughs) like I guess, like, the lantern is kind of, like, a, a standard item, but you use it in a way that feels, like, fairly unique to that ice dungeon. And, like, 
I think you go down the list, like the Molmets, the, again, Rock's Cape, or Rock, is it Rock's Cape? Yeah, Rock's Cape. I want to say Rock's Cape, yeah. Rock's Feather, whatever. But that, that like, again, like, you've seen that in Zelda before, but it's, it's just such a great item that it almost doesn't really matter. And the way they use it in that dungeon is so spectacular that, like, it just, I love, I love the way that this game really does that. I've complained about, like, standard dungeon items in dungeons before and, like, how just don't need it at this point anymore so i really appreciate that this game gives you that yeah i know i, I know say, you don't appreciate that it gives you an ocarina but uh i, th- I oh, think yeah. for the most part it makes up for that um the i also was looking up the name of the king kana packy kana passy i don't know exactly passy. how that's pronounced passy because it has two c's so passy um I did like that cane, although it took me like a hot minute, and I'm embarrassed to say to figure out that you could flip over the pots in Hyrule Town and uh, use them to shrink. So that was that was uh, a little bit of an annoyance on my part, but that's just because I didn't figure it out on my own. <laughs> there were a couple puzzles in here where I was just super annoyed that I didn't figure it out on my own and I had to use a guide, and then it turned out to be so simple that I was just like, "This <laughs> is dumb," and I was mad at the game and not myself. Like what? Um, uh let's say oh the ice uh the ice block puzzle where you could get you could get one block i was trying to get figure out how to get two but then i forgot that you could like clone yourself and get to the other two switches i was annoyed that i didn't figure that out myself don't blame the minish cap for your fallacies allison i just said that i was just very much put myself under the bus by saying i did that i just i wanted to make sure that i was able (laughs) to back up the bus as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god anyways what, what are we talking about items okay um i do appreciate like you said that the items are you know uh interesting to the dungeon rather than just a bow bombs yada yada i also appreciate that the items are continually used throughout the game because sometimes you get into games where you get an item and then you just use it for the dungeon or like yeah. situations around the dungeon and then that's kind of it but you use these items for like the remainder of the game which i think is pretty cool so i appreciate that and um but otherwise they're like they're okay they're they're just fine oh. you know they're not as like super exciting and innovative but to be fair maybe in the time they were you know maybe back in 2004 they were i think they're still like awesome cool. like when do you ever use like the gust jar in zelda uh, i guess you kind of use something in skyward sword that's similar I guess you kind of use mold bits that are similar as well. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else? Okay, so I guess like I guess they've been done in 3D games, but man, for 2D games, this stuff was like so cool. And yeah, I think it, was, it still yeah. like works really well. Of so. its time, it was it was it was fantastic. But having played it almost, by the way, 20 years next year for Finish yeah. Cap, that's insane. Yeah, you know, flies. 20 years later. Uh, it's just not fair that I'm saying that, but, like, I'm like, ah, they're okay, because I've seen them before in future games, but, yeah, in the moment, they were, like, they were pretty cool. You know, I would say about myself, too, that I, I've kind of progressed to the point in my Zelda fandom, where I actually, I would prefer a dungeon item that you use extensively in the dungeon, and you don't, like, necessarily use it in the rest of the world a lot, like the spinner, for example, in Twilight Princess, over, like, doing a dungeon, and you get, like, the bow like the wind temple from yeah. wind waker no it's just I, like, I, I would agree or no, that's that a hook too. shot or whatever it's like really like uh, yeah. okay so that that's kind of where i'm at with it but uh i i can see i can see the point uh that people make against that as well um okay i think that we should save the dungeons i think we should okay, save let, them yeah let's save the dungeons i feel like they're they need more talk to be talked about i you agree know, at large um and i guess on that note we should also save the bosses as well. We can talk about the enemies. Do you have any any enemies that stick out to you? Um. Ooh, that's like hard to. Oh god, I'm so bad at like retaining crap. But there's like those little bomb guys. Those were kind of funny. Oh. Um. I will uh, say one were... thing that I really like about the enemies in this game is like, again, it's kind of like that melding of. 3D like down the best to 2D. Of a lot. Yeah, like yeah. you have the uh what are those guys supposed are they moblins? Those uh Yeah. They are moblins yeah. from Wind Waker. Yeah, from Wind Waker. Like I love that they're kicking around. There's like that uh mm-hmm. that little fox dude that reminds me of the uh what's his face in Majora's mask that yeah that you have to fight. Keaton. Yeah, oh, Keaton, yes, thank you. He looks yeah. like the Keaton from Majora's Mask. Um so that guy's kinda creepy, but I just like I just in general love like how a lot of like these kind of 
three deer enemies come to to minish cap i think that the design of the dark nuts look spectacular like there's a lot of wind waker enemies in this game but they look yes. like awesome and actually i would say that like link himself looks awesome like his sprite looks awesome in this game as well kind of like uh, a little less cartoony and goofy than wind waker but still like very charming and very like a, a, just a nice sprite yep i'm just kind of going through and looking at some of the enemies um one Obviously, one of the standouts is the giant shoes. Yes. Uh, I think those are cool. I remember my sister kind of walking by and being like, what is that thing? You know, I'm like, that's a choo-choo. And then I showed her later what they look like normal size. And she's like, oh, yeah, because yeah. my sister doesn't play Zelda, but she's seen me play Zelda. So she's like, oh, she makes connections in her way. So she was like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious that you were tiny and you were fighting a giant shoe. But, it, you know, so she thought that she, she like person who doesn't even play Zelda thought that was cool, you know. Um, there were like the little weird mushroom guys. Those were different from the um from the first dungeon. And there's like a there's a lot of little oddball enemies in this game. But there's a lot of like the 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 regular ones like tech tikes and all that kind of stuff that are in this game too that are just fine. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. It's it's okay. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay, so let's get to let's get to a part that I think a lot of people have been waiting for us to talk about, which is the side content of the Minish Cap which I feel like is both a strength and a weakness. Um, okay, yeah. And I, I don't know if you would agree with that, but... I do. So I feel like... Let's start with Kinstones, because that's what everyone wants, wants to hear about. So Kinstones, I think, are, like, a really fun idea and, like, a good kind of gimmick that that will get you a lot of extra rewards. Like, And I would compare Kinstones to, like, um, planting, like, those seeds in the Oracle games, where, like, you, you have to the tree sprouts up or whatever a lot. Um, that's the best comparable I can think to uh, off the top of my head. But I do I do wish that there was a way to keep track of the kinstones. And I don't think that it would have been impossible or even that difficult to implement a system where you could keep track of kinstones and like who you've like hooked up with and, and not uh, in this game. Because if you want to complete the Kinstone side quest and you have, like, one person left, it sucks. Yes. Like it, it sucks to find that person. And that's, that's I think, to me, like, the biggest downfall of the Kinstones. Because, like, I think collecting them is easy and fine enough. Like, matching them up is kind of fun. But not knowing, like, not having, like, on your map, like, where people are with the Kinstones sucks. Yes. Um, I would say that, you know, this game obviously drew a lot of inspiration from Wind Waker, from Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask has a bomber's notebook, even in the N64. It wasn't as extensive as it is now in the 3DS, but, like, it wasn't impossible to be like, hey, we could kind of use, we we were trying to get Hyrule Town to be a lot like Castle Town, or Castle Town. Um, what the heck is the town in Majora's Mask? Clock Town! Thank you, Clock Town. Um... <laughs> I just struggle with names so much. Anyways, like, it was clear that they were trying to get it to be, like, where you did a lot with the NPCs and, like, interacted in different ways with them like you did in Clocktown. But why not, like, have a journal, too? Because if there had been a journal to show me the fact that some people need two Kinstone fusions, you know, I didn't know that. A lot of them do. So that was kind of frustrating Where when I realized, oh, this person wanted two Kinstone. Who else did? So I went back around, you know, talking to everybody. And then, of course, you would talk to people and uh, and then they didn't need Kinstones fused until later in the game. So you kind of assume that they didn't need them at all unless you talk to them again later. And they're like, ah, who else have I talked to that still? So it was kind of frustrating to, you know, to kind of like think about it every time I finished a dungeon. Like, who can I go fuse Kinstones with? It would have been 100% beneficial to have a journal. Um, I want to say I did about 90% of the Kinstones. I was really, like, I was really wanting to do 100% on this game, but I just kind of got sick of it at the end. So, I do like yeah. the Kinstones. I think it's fun. They just need a better way to track, and they, and also maybe not be as excessive as it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. I, I do agree with that. I think... Like, part of me wants to give a little bit of leeway, because it is, like, a 20-year-old game, and they... You know, I'll, I'll give a, a little bit of concession, but I, I think, like, even 20 years ago, you could have put in some way to track, like, the Kinstones right. and stuff like that. So, it's a it's a strength, 
it's weakness all kind of in one because like i do like i do love the idea of like you have to talk to all these different people like in the in the world and like everyone's kind of charming in their own way but everything that you just listed out does make it like a, a slog to do sometimes and you know you you do need to do the kinstones in order to get like a lot of upgrades and a lot of heart pieces and stuff like that so it would be uh, like a bomber's notebook would have been like perfect for those it would have been yeah it would have been 100 awesome. um how are you on your minish cap figurine collecting Okay, so I actually, I, I'm so sad that we didn't talk about that in our collectible uh, episode because, I mean, I didn't know about it. And so, um, but when I did get there, I thought it was, it was clever. It was just extremely tedious. Like, I love the little gumball machine and, like, the percentage of how many seashells you, uh, you provide gives you, like, what percentage of new item you get, especially when you get, like, a ton of the shells from the Kinstone Fusion. So I'd be like, oh, crap, I'm up to 900 shells. I need to go get some figurines before I have too many. And I love the little gumball machine aspect. It was just it was just such a slog to sit there and go through the dialogue over and over and over, crank the gumball machine and get a, a figurine. Thankfully, I always did like 90, high 90 to 100% so that I always got something new. I didn't get like a lot of extras, maybe like two or three. But otherwise... Again, it was like I was really set on doing 100%. I believe there's 130 figurines. Um, I was really set on 100%ing that, but it just got to be where I was just like fed up with it. So I just stopped. There and then are... you get a heart piece from that. I think you get two heart pieces from that. You get one heart piece for finishing it. And then this other guy who's a collector lets you into his the back end of his house. Yeah. He's like, here, I have my key. And you get another heart piece there. I did it once. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. Yeah. There's 136 of these things. It's, yeah, it's, okay. oh my God. It's, this is to me is like the equivalent of, like, I don't think that the figurine quest in Wind Waker is very fun. And I think this one might actually be worse. I think it might be. Minish Cap is worse. I like the Wind Waker figurine thing. It can be excessive. No, it, yeah. it is excessive. It is. But like the payoff, like going to, go in and see the figurines like they're actually physically there is really cool and you go into these different rooms and you see them all on display versus he just has his catalog machine where yeah. you like he you can come look his name is Kavlov or something and it's the same guy and as Wind Waker and you can go over and look at your figurines but it's not the payoff isn't as cool as Wind Waker I think Wind Waker's payoff makes it bearable. I, th this to me is like Maybe it's actually worth. I was gonna liken it to collecting Koroks like five hundred to nine hundred from Breath of the Wild, where it's just yeah, like, I would this is that, kind yes. of a slog for like not really a great reward. Um, and well, and I would actually liken it to trading the Korok seeds in for the inventory space yeah, because you have to go yeah, through the deck. Okay. instead of just being like, "Hey, I have the max number of Korok seeds to get all the inventory space. Just give me all the damn inventory space that you can <laughs> for this." Yeah, I would do the same with the seashells. Give me the, as many figurines as you can drop for this many figuring at 100%, you know, accuracy. And then it would be awesome. Instead, you have to go through the dialogue. You have to go through the action and the cutscene. It's so excessive. It's just too much. Uh, I, I agree with that. I think that in theory, like it's kind of a fun, exciting thing to do. And I think that if there was like, there's like 50 figurines, we're, we're having yeah. a different conversation. But, yeah. like, there's so many. That, it's a lot. It, it's just, like, it's, like, oh, great. Here's, like, the the, the librarian. Like, woohoo. You know? It, it, like, I don't don't really care. So, I, I do think that that is... I like the concept of it. And I the collector <sighs> in me really wanted... You know, someday I might get back into Minish Cap and 100% it. I'll, like, stick the... I'll keep the save file and do it someday. Because I like to 100% every Zelda game. But yeah. sometimes it's just a bit too much. You know, it's just a little... It's like, come on. You know, be a little bit more, like, time-friendly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, like, that's... Like, the Kinstones and the figurines are, like, really, like, the two big side content pieces in this game. Like, yes. you, you have, like, the Goron quest, which is kind of fun. Which I think is linked to Kinstones anyways. And you have, like... You have, like, the, um, the Hidden Scrolls, which is kind of fun. But it's not mm -hmm. really, like, that substantial. So... While it does kind of, it pains me to say, I, I do think that they could have done a lot better with, you know, this It's like this they had really cool business. ideas. They had really cool ideas. They just needed to, like, condense it in a way. Not like, 
Not like the amount, though the amount could be better, but like the tracking it and like uh, achieving it could have just been it like much more efficient, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's move on to the last thing that we want to talk about in our retrospective because we are going to do dungeons and bosses on another day. But let's talk about the music of this game. And okay. I think that uh, this is going to come as no surprise. But I really love the music. And I think that this might have one of the best Game Boy Advance soundtracks. I I, I really do. And, okay. and I want to preface that with like, on on my sister show, Mega Metroid Podcast, I actually beat up on the music for the other Game Boy Advance Metroid games, like Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission, a lot. And a lot of it is just due to the platform that it's on and, and the, the limitations of the sound processing chip uh, that the Game Boy Advance has. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just like, I feel like Minish Cap makes it work. And I, and I don't know why, and I don't know how, maybe that's just my weird bias or something like that. But like when I hear... Like Hyrule Town, it just it makes me so happy, and it's like this this fun little bop, and like the Minish Woods is is just another. It's a very kind of nice, soothing tone. Like even like the the classic Zelda themes that you know of all the time, like the house theme and stuff like that. Like just sound, I don't know, charming, and in and I can't explain why, but it's like it's almost like listening to eight bit music where like that can sound charming a little bit, and and I think that that it just comes off as like very personable. Am I crazy? I think, um, no, you're not crazy. I, I don't know how to compare it to other Game Boy Advance games uh, because I don't play a lot of them, to be honest. But, like, an overall Zelda, it's, like, they have it has a couple bops, but, like, for the most part, it's all, like, pretty reusable uh, Zelda music. For example, my sister was really jamming to the regular, uh, like, overworld theme that's prevalent in all of zelda um so she was like she was really bopping to that because it's familiar to her and she you know remembered it from other zelda games i personally think that minish woods is the most unique and best track of all of minish cap i think it's very fun very calming very like as like not aesthetic but like atmospheric uh of where you are Uh, my brother shad was really jamming to it too yeah, that's uh, a good I love that my siblings were hanging out with me while I was playing this yeah. game, and it was really cool. Were you playing to it play on the it TV? On the or ha- oh, you were? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I am like 90%, I, 98% like TV with my Switch. I barely play it handheld. I'm the opposite. Um, I'm like 98% handheld now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I appreciated that they were hanging out with me and jamming out to the to the game and the music and, the, and my sister seeing the giant shoe, thinking that was cute. But... Um, and, like, Hyrule Town is a good bop, too, but, like, the rest of it is just okay to me. Like, it was just fine. Um, but I would say Minish Woods is probably one of, like, oh, God, this is, like, hard to say, but maybe, like, top 30, you know, Zelda songs now. Top 30 Zelda songs. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I would have to actually put a list together to say that, but you know what I mean. Completely off topic, although going to be on topic in the next couple weeks, but uh, I assembled the, Moss and I assembled those songs for Musical March Madness 2023. So that's, that's going to be be dropping soon, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of newbies in there. Uh, A lot of unexpected tracks, actually. Are we um, gonna do a whole episode on that this year? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of okay. Course. Okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a third party on, and we'll we'll pick a, a Zelda cast winner. Uh, <laughs> an example, <laughs> an example of two new songs that that are outside the box, but the shrine theme from Breath of the Wild is in there, okay. which I don't think a lot of people would have thought about, and the the alien theme from Majora's Mask is making its Ooh, debut as well. That one's like ingrained in my memory because it's yeah. like anxiety inducing yeah so uh that's it's gonna be a lot of fun um but yeah no i i agree like i think minish woods and um hyrule town are like clearly the standouts but like even just like like the house theme like the and not like the regular zelda house theme but like the minish house theme when you go down into like minish village or whatever i think is very cute i think like the the dungeon themes are all like pretty pretty fun um, the battle themes, I think, are, are fairly pulsating. And I think there's a really good, like, the theme that plays at the Cloud Tops, I feel like, is like a classic, like, ah, kind of a, you know, like, classic Zelda theme that just, like, screams adventure, which which I love. So, yeah, I, I love the soundtrack of this game. Um, I, I mean, I, I would go and say it's one of the best. Certainly not. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that the good themes in this game are, like, really, really, really strong and really good. So, 
Yeah, I'm a sucker for go. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so you haven't played Minish Cap in like ten years, yeah. and you're you're always kind of dogging on Minish Cap and your best Zelda ever list. Where that's, like that's where the, do you okay. think where do you think that game sits right now? Why don't you first of all tell me where yours is while I discreetly look up my list? <laughs> okay, so I I had placed this. This is like my third favorite Zelda game. Now, let me let me just let me just clarify something. It probably probably it would be like three, four, five, like somewhere in that range. But I do have to admit, when I pull my best Zelda ever list together, that I tend to put Minish Cap higher than like a Breath of the Wild because I I think it needs the points a little bit more than a Breath of the Wild. But like to me, like it's it's in that upper echelon of Zelda games where like you could talk about it in the same breath as Breath of the Wild or Majora's Mask or Link's Awakening. Like I think it's that I think it's that good. Um okay, so I'm looking at my list right now in 2022, I and I let me once again defend myself. It. I put it, it at as, as 18 out of 22 on my list because I hadn't played it in the longest and I didn't have strong feelings about it. And my list often changes whenever we do like retrospective episodes and I'm able to like when I have more feelings about a game, I put it somewhere else in the list every right. year. Now that I played it, um, I was definitely thinking that if I had to like, if I was voluntold to play <laughs> anything at the marathon, I'd rather play Minish Cap than like the Oracle games. So, and probably Link's Awakening. I would probably put Minish Cap at maybe 10 or 11 above Twilight Princess, A Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, etc. Okay, so it's that's good for it's me. like a middle tier. It's like a middle tier game for me. It's all right. I'll take that. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's charming. It's fun. like we've used the word charming like a hundred times in this podcast, but like I feel like that's like such a great descriptor. For, I feel for like this Catherine game. is going to murder me for putting this above Twilight Princess. I'm so sorry. Well, hey, guess what? I have it like far above Twilight Princess on my list. So uh, <laughs> I bet you that she can't take both of us at the it's same time. Just, I mean. Let's be fair. Twilight Princess has a much better story than Minish Cap. It's just that I rather play Minish Cap than Twilight Princess. That's the only does reason. It? I'm so sorry. Do, does yeah, it really? Does. Yes, it does. 100%. No, and no. A better, a better companion. I may not no. be the the biggest supporter of Min, Minna as a companion, but like, I mean, Ezlo's fun and uh, kind of a comedic way, but he's also very bossy <laughs> and a bit much sometimes. Sorry, are we talking about Midna or are we talking about Ezlo? Ezlo. Oh, sorry. I thought that uh, those descriptions Minna matched. Minna has a character like development and growth from the bossy, whereas Ezlo not so, so much. So does Ezlo does barely. I barely. I will push it's back like, that I think that the, the, the again less is more. That's what Minish Cap does. In the, in Twilight Princess, you have this shenanigans with Zelda just disappearing into thin air and coming back at the uh, end of the once game. Again, that's Ganondorf just shows up out of nowhere. Zelda has died at some point in the series. Okay, well, I didn't disagree with your point, but uh, guess what? <laughs> Minish Cap did it first. Um, <laughs> and she didn't die. She was I don't know turned what into light. Zelda and Twilight well, exactly. Nobody does because it's not, it's not very good. You also it's have the worst character in the entire series in that game. Like We don't have enough to say her name. She's oh, horrible. okay. I was just like, who? Cool. <laughs> like, okay, no, 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 no. I get you, Ilya. She's not worth it. So I, I'm just saying, like, less, less can be more, right? I so I think Minish Cap is like, is is exactly the sweet spot. So I I will push up against uh, against that. But uh, yeah, like I I like obviously I really love this game, and I'm very 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 happy that like a lot of people are like replaying it because like. You know, we've talked yeah, about it before. Yeah, a lot of people are. Uh, like, yeah, like, it, if you go on to um, our, our analytics for the website, like, the, the Minish Cap walkthroughs are, like, at the top, and I don't think they've ever cracked the top 100 in my time. So that's very that's very nice to see. It's just, it's nice that more people are playing this game. Like, for so long, like, you didn't have, like, a fantastic way to play it. Like, yeah, you could play it on the Wii U, but nobody owns a Wii U because the Wii U sucks. So, like, now you can play <laughs> sure. it on, on Switch, and, like, it's, like, just, uh, oh my I don't God. know, a revelation. I'm, I'm like, I have my fingers crossed. Catherine, if you're listening, don't let Mossy's put me on the list to bring my Wii U to the marathon. I don't want to bring it this year. <laughs> what, like, what, what do we need Wii U's for now? I guess for Twilight Princess and Twilight for Princess. Wind Waker. Yeah. We really need those games on the Switch. I know. I was just talking to my brother about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe they'll do the Metroid Prime route where if you would have asked me before Metroid Prime Remastered came out, I would have said there's not a chance that any Nintendo game will be sold for anything less than full retail. Now I think there could be a chance. I I do. Like I think that the odds of those games being digitally released for like 40 bucks have went up I would have said, I would have said like, if we were doing Zelda's percentage, it would have been like 0.5 percentage. And now it's like, okay, I could see it happening because now we have a precedent. So yep, there you go. I, yeah, exactly. Yep, I agree. Have you played Metroid Prime Remastered? No, not yet, but it's on my list. I Whenever I get to that list, though, it, it remains to be seen because I'm still kind of going down my PlayStation list at the moment. So That's right. I'll probably play Forbidden West before I play uh, Metroid Prime. You're Sorry. gonna play Forbidden West before me, actually. So uh... maybe someday. I mean, it's still kind of low on my list at the moment, but still. Okay, what are you on right now? I am on uh, nothing. I was actually replaying Spyro because I was sick, so it was hel- it was helping me like in a nostalgic way, and I love Spyro. So I'm not really playing anything on the PlayStation. But now that I'm feeling better, and now that I feel like even though I said I'd retry Elden Ring, that may be down the road. I might go to Final Fantasy VII Remake next. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a killer game. Whatever happened to Spyro, by the way? They turned him into, like, some Skylander dude or something like that, didn't they? I don't know, but, like, they did the Reignited trilogy. Here it is, if you're watching on stream. And they have all three of the... I don't know if there's, like, other games, but they're the three main games. Okay. And Spyro, you know, in... uh. uh the dragon that's all it's called the first one that was like that was one of my first few like video games almost really? so okay yeah well, there you and go. then I never, I never really raid was a Spyro. fantastic follow-up yeah. it's it's fun you should try it it's, it's, i it's i never really got into like fun. any of those early places like i didn't play crash and play spyro like i played a lot of playstation games like a few years later like like i it was like the early it was like 2001 when i played final fantasy 7 or like you know what i mean like those kind of yeah. games um anyways okay well we're gonna save the dungeons of minish cap maybe we'll do them next week maybe we'll do them a few weeks down the road i don't know we'll uh we'll we'll get back to that but uh that is going to do it for us this week any final minish cap thoughts that you want to share before we rock on out of here nope it's just a really charming game i don't know what other word to paste on to minish cap except charming Okay, do you want to do the outro this week? Maybe get no, some reps God, in? No, God, no. Are you sure? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, I guess it's my job to say thank you for listening this week, and we will be back next week. Uh, we're going to be over on Twitch.tv. We live stream every single Sunday, so come and check us out if you want to watch these episodes live and see our smiling faces, which, by the way, you can check out our smiling faces on YouTube. We're on the Zelda Dungeon YouTube channel, so you can, uh, if you ever feel like watching full-length episodes or sometimes clips or sometimes both, uh, we're over there as well. We are going to get out of here, though. We're uh, we're going long. Uh, you can check us out over on Twitter at the Zeldacast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, and, of course, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. I was reading all the five-star reviews actually last week, so uh, thank you to everyone that does take the time. I know we don't say it enough on the show, but we do read them, and they are appreciated, so much love to everyone that takes the opportunity to leave us a five-star review. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, so... With that being said, we are going to get out of here. Everyone have an awesome week. Play Minish Cap if you never have or it's been a while. And we will be back next week. Same Zelda time, same Zelda channel. Take care, everybody.